This is a Courageous Church podcast, equipping and empowering you to live a courageous life. Join us now as we listen to a message from Courageous Church in Salt Lake City, Utah. Well, it's good to be back. Candice and I were able to get away last week. We got to go to Ireland. I know for some of you that, that follow me on Instagram, yeah, we, we post a little bit of what we were up to, but every year we like to do a little spiritual retreat right at the beginning of the year, allows us to just kind of hone in and really get clarity for what the Lord's saying uh, for his church and an opportunity for us to get a little rest. Come on for me to rest the pipes and rest the vocals. I know for those of you that were with us on Christmas, I was like, all right guys, Merry Christmas. I'll see you in a couple of weeks. So it's good to have my voice back today. But we're very excited about what the Lord is up to and what we believe that he's spoken to our hearts about with regards to 2023. During our time away, I heard the Holy Spirit, I believe, in the whisper of my heart, say this phrase, dig deep, dig deep. I believe that this word, dig deep, let's put it up there, is a word of the Lord for our church for 2023. And I'm calling it a year of formation and fruitfulness. A year of formation and fruitfulness. More than a New Year's resolution, how are those going, by the way? Yeah, what, 70 to 80% of those fail? <laughs> more than a New Year's resolution, more than a busier or perhaps a flashier life, I believe that God actually wants us to become more fruitful. Any of you guys want a more fruitful life? I think 2023 is an amazing opportunity for some of us to dig down deeper than we ever have so that we can bear forth fruit. I like the way Jesus says it in John chapter 15, verses four through five. Here's what he says. Abide in me and I will abide in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, Jesus says, and you are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him or her, he it is, she it is, that bears much fruit. I want you to underline that in your Bibles for those of you taking notes today. He it is that bears not a little fruit, not marginal fruit, but much fruit. I believe God wants our lives to be full of fruitfulness. Amen? And then he says this, for apart from me, you can do some things, a few things, Nothing. That's what it says. In the Greek, I looked it up. The word nothing means nothing. Zilch, nada, zippo. Okay? Nothing. Now, some of us, our lives before Christ were a picture of us trying to bear fruit apart from the vine. How'd that work out for you? Maybe you're here today and that's where you are. And listen, no judgment, but the invitation from Jesus is for you to abide in him, to find your life and your sustenance and your refreshment and your restoration and your regeneration in him so that your life can be fruitful. And I believe that's what God wants for this church. We have been sowing and sowing and sowing and sowing, and now it's time to start reaping and reaping and reaping and reaping. We're gonna see some fruit this year, and I'm excited about it. But we gotta dig deep. We gotta dig deep. You see, abiding or digging deep, as I'm calling it today, is all about your devotional life with Christ. It's about growing down into the vine, meaning it's about the depth of your life with him. 
How's the depth of your life and relationship with Jesus today? Have you asked yourself that question at the start of this year? We make our New Year's resolutions. We have all of our to-dos. We have our goals. We have our dream. I, like, I have like a vision board at home. I like to throw things on there. Right? But how's your depth of life with Christ? I think that needs to be priority number one for us. So number one today, God wants your life, I believe this year, to grow down deeper into him. You want more fruit? You gotta deepen your roots. You want more fruitfulness, you gotta deepen those roots. And that's the invitation for all of us. Whether you've been following Jesus for three minutes or three years, whether you are new to this thing called the Christian life, the spirit life, or you've been doing this for 20, 30 years, the invitation is to grow deeper into Christ. He is the vine. You're the branch, not the other way around. Our life bears fruit as we grow deeper with him. Well, how do we do that? I think that's the question that we need to answer today. Of course, we know by abiding in the vine. Here's my translation. Are you ready for it? By spending more time with Jesus. By spending more time with Jesus. How many of you guys have smartphones? How many of you guys are iPhone users? A few of you? You know what I like about the iPhone? It gives you a little report called screen, a screen report of how much time you spend on your phone. <laughs> Isn't it crazy? <laughs> For those of you that get sucked into the vortex that is social media, isn't it crazy how much time we spend on social media looking at other people's lives? <laughs> and I love social media. I think it's a great tool. I think it's an amazing tool. But if you and I were to sit down and compare our time spent binging Netflix or hanging out on social media and or with Jesus, my question is, what reigns supreme? And I think the invitation for all of us is this, is can we prioritize time with Jesus in 2023 like never before? Listen, as your pastor, I'm, I'm, I'm guilty of this, right? Uh, of allowing Jesus to kind of fall and slip down further on that list than he should be. But I believe as the chief priority of our hearts, our devotional life, our, our abiding should be number one. And that's where I believe God wants to call us as a church this year to dig deep, to grow down into the vine, to spend more time with him. The truth is this, we cannot offer the world a compelling vision of somebody we hardly know. We cannot offer the world a compelling vision of somebody we don't spend time with. Husbands and wives, you know this, for you to be able to share what you love about the person you're married to or engaged to, with, you gotta spend time with them, amen? So how can we as Christians rush out into the world and tell them about Jesus if we don't even know him? My concern is that as believers, we've become far too familiar with a God we hardly know. And let's change that this year, amen? So let me ask you this. Where have you allowed your relationship with him to become too familiar or casual? Where does the Lord want to reawaken wonder and awe within your heart? Where does the fear of the Lord need to increase in your life? Beginning of wisdom is what? The fear of the Lord. Where is God calling you to respond with faith and obedience? 
Sometimes we just need to go back to the last word we got from the Lord and obey it so that we can move forward in him. Ultimately, where is God calling you and I to deepen our roots with him? That's where I want to begin today. As your pastor, I want to help you. And starting next week, we're going to be kicking off a brand new series here at Courageous Church called Habits of the Holy. It's going to be a seven-week look at seven practices for a spirit-formed life. And I'm very excited about this. I believe it's going to help us with some practical ways that we can begin to kind of flesh this out and live this out. We're going to explore this together because being with Jesus always leads to us becoming more aligned with seeking first the kingdom of God and his righteousness versus seeking first the goals and the resolutions that we have for our lives. For many of us, when we came out of the world, we came out of striving, we came out of of desperation, we came out of trying to find our lives, and in Christ, we lose our lives so that in him we can find them. And that's the invitation for us, to do this right at the beginning of the year, to seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. And Jesus says, all these other things that you're worried about, paying your bills, paying your mortgage, Come on, prices at the gas pump, college classes, getting married, paying for that dress, men getting that ring. (laughs) All these things that you worry about, and maybe you have your own list, will be taken care of, will be, Jesus says, added unto you. These are the things that the Gentiles seek, those that don't have a covenantal relationship with God. But for those that are believers in Christ, we have a covenantal relationship with God. We're not pagans, we're not heathens, we're not out here trying to make our life. No, we're, we're recipients of the life of the kingdom when we seek first the kingdom and his righteousness. All these other things will follow. See, it's about priorities. So I'm excited about this series. We're gonna start this next week. And one of the ways, I think one of the best ways that we can seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness is through prayer and fasting. So next week, we're gonna begin a 21-day campaign of prayer and fasting. I'm very excited about this. You know, some of your friends maybe attend other churches are doing this already. I believe this, prayer and fasting is the key to seeking first the kingdom of God. It aligns us with the purposes of God for our life. It helps us to understand and to be sensitive to the intentions of his heart for his people. And we're gonna start this next week. We're gonna go from the 22nd to February 12th. So for those of you that are really worried about Valentine's Day, all right, we'll be done by then. Okay, so calm down. It's going to be okay. We're going to do this starting next Sunday. We're going to have a guide for you. We're going to help you. We're going to come alongside you. For those of you that have never fasted, I want to say this. I love food, and this is hard. All right, anybody else love food? You foodies. In Ireland, we had some pretty amazing food. I'm not going to lie. Fish and chips. Come on, somebody. Woo. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Food's good. But food needs to find its place under the authority of Christ. And when we choose Jesus over food, we choose faith over contentment, right? And that's the invitation for us to find our contentment in the Lord and to reorient some things. And so we're going to explain a little bit more in detail next week how we're going to be doing this both corporately and then some ways individually that you can lean into this with us. Another thing that we're going to be doing that I believe helps us put God first, is we're gonna continue our prayer nights, but we're gonna make a little tweak to our schedule. We're going to, moving forward, begin prayer nights on the first Tuesday of every month. All right, we've been doing this every Tuesday, but we really wanna do this this year. We really wanna include more people in what we're doing. And I believe that as a church, if we could put God first every first Tuesday, 
come together to pray and worship, we're going to see some amazing things this year. And so here's what we want to do. We want to, beginning February 7th, I think it's up there, we're going to move to a once a month gathering. And we're going to do this because we want more people to get involved. And we want to place more emphasis on worship, on, on live worship, meaning we're going to create more room for the presence of God. And I love that. The focus will still be intercession, stepping into the gap for the sake of our city and for the sake of others, but it will also include a time of live worship and hands-on ministry. So for those of you that want to come and sit or soak or receive hands-on prayer or ministry, it's going to be at 7 p.m. on Tuesday, the first Tuesday of every month. And it's going to be a time for us to do this as a church, to um, come together and, and really put God first in this way. And it's going to be life-changing. I really believe that. So that begins February 7th. Mark your calendars. It's going to be good. So number one, God wants your life to grow deeper with him today. And here's a few ways that we're going to do that. Number two, God wants your life to grow up to be like him. Are you ready for this? Meaning the goal is not just depth. The goal is maturity. God wants, some of you have been following for a while, to grow up a little bit. All right, now as your pastor, I love you. But I can't just let you just drink milk. Because there's some meat for you that God has in his word. There's some areas where, and Pastor Jim last week talked about it, right? Some areas where we need to be step, step up and step in as the people of God and carry some things that we haven't been carrying because we're still worried about the elementary things, Paul says. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to allow God to form us this year in maturity. I like the way the, de the defini definition of the dictionary says this. Let's put it up there. Here's the definition of maturity that I looked up in the dictionary. It's the process of becoming more fully developed. The process of becoming more fully developed. And that's what God wants to do in your life this year. This is about formation. Okay, so for you to become a more fully developed representative of Christ to your friends and to your neighbors and to your community, Paul would say the word ambassador, right? We're ambassadors for Christ. In order to do this, we've got to become more like him. Amen? I like the way Ephesians 4 kind of lays this out. Let's go there together. Ephesians 4, beginning in verse 11. Here's what it says. Now these are the gifts. Let's put it up there on the screen. Now these are the gifts Christ gave to the church. Are you ready? The apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, and the teachers. Sometimes people refer to this as the five-fold ministry. I think that's helpful. And here's what their responsibility is. It's to equip God's people to do his work. Does it say their responsibility is to do the work? Well, not necessarily. We know they join in it. But actually, their responsibility, my responsibility as your pastor is to equip you, is to equip you and empower you to do his work and to build up the church, which is what? The body of Christ. The body of Christ. Now listen to what it goes on to say. This will continue until we all, notice the emphasis here. God wants everybody in on this. Until we all come to such unity. Let's go to the next slide. Until we all come to such unity in our faith and in the knowledge of God's Son that we will be what? Mature in the Lord. Maturity. Measuring up to the full and complete standard of Christ. Verse 14, and then we will no longer be immature like children. See, Paul's concern for his church and my concern for our church as we cross this, this into this next season. We're three years old three and a half years old, if you're counting the last few months, which I do. But my concern is that we start to grow up in some areas. Amen? 
Because we have a city to reach. And we can't do that if we're still immature like children. Here's what he goes on to say, verse 15. Then we will no longer be immature like children. We won't be tossed about by every wind of new teaching. Ooh, I could preach a sermon on that, but I'll keep moving for the sake of time. We will not be influenced when people try to trick us with lies. I could preach a sermon on that, but I'm gonna keep on moving. We will not be influenced with lies that sound clever, that sound like the truth. And there's a lot of that going on in our culture right now. So we're gonna straighten some folk out and here's how we're gonna do it. Instead, as the people of God, we will speak the truth in love, which means that we have this amazing message, but we don't get to be jerks about it. Come on, can I say this? Can I say it this way? All right. The message is truth and the method is love. We have a message of truth for the world, but we need to speak it in love, amen? And here's what happens when we do that. We grow in every way more and more like Christ. We become mature in the Lord. We grow in more, way more and more like Christ, who is the head of his body, the church. And here's what it goes on to say, beginning in the next verse. And he makes, Jesus makes, the whole body fit together perfectly as each part does its own special work. See, all of us have a part to play in this. This isn't just about Pastor Jason or Pastor Candice or just our, our, our courageous team. No, this is about all of us doing our part. And here's what happens when we do our part. It helps the other parts to grow. So that, here's the goal, the whole body is healthy and growing and full of love. Did you catch all that? There's a lot in that passage, all right? But becoming mature in the Lord means becoming more like Jesus. Maturity in Christ's likeness is the goal for our lives. It's not a goal. It's not a supplementary goal. It's not an, the alternative. It is the thing. It's the main thing. It's the thing that God wants for each and every one of you that are here this morning, to grow in maturity, to become like him. Once again, greater depth in your relationship leads to greater maturity in becoming like Jesus. We're going somewhere. Vision isn't just about where, we're, where we are, it's about where we're headed, amen? So God doesn't want us to be immature like children. God doesn't want us to be tossed and blown about by every wind of new teaching. God doesn't want us to be easily influenced and tricked with lies that sound like truth. God wants us to be fruitful and to grow so that the whole body, the whole church can benefit. So turn to the person on your left and right and say, I'm gonna grow to help you this year. I'm gonna grow to help you this year. Yeah. <laughs> That's old school right there. Do you notice God's concern here isn't for the individual, it's for the whole? Listen, there is so much for us as individuals within the Bible, but I've found the further I develop in Christ, the more God is concerned about what he wants to do, not just in me, but through me. God has a purpose for your life, and there are people that are connected to that purpose. But you can only get there if you begin to grow up in some things so that God can do things not just for you, but through you. So there's a huge concern placed there. And Paul, through the power and inspiration of the Holy Spirit, is placing emphasis upon the whole, the church, the whole body. Right now, we need the church to be strong. So whether you are a part of Courageous Church or The Well or Ecclesia or Capital or wherever you find yourself being drawn, plug in so that you can grow and so that your brothers and sisters can grow. 
because the part you play is vital in that. Amen. And I want to say something else here. God loves the church. Jesus loves his bride. He loves his body. Amen. And apart from the church, which is the body and the bride of Christ, we cannot grow. Apart from the vine, as we saw it in the beginning, we can do nothing. So one of the key ways that we were designed to grow is by becoming more rooted in him and planted in his house. So here's the question that I want you to answer for yourself. Are you potted or planted? Are you potted or are you planted? Well, what's the difference? Okay, here it is. When you're potted, you're isolated. Let's go to that next slide. When you're potted, you're isolated. Okay, when you're planted, you're connected. Here's my translation. When you're potted, you're alone. You're alone. And God said it's not good for man or for woman to be alone. This is why online couch surfing church will never suffice. This is why it won't. Because as great as that is and as wonderful as you being able to sit on your couch and drink your coffee and watch Pastor Jason or Stephen Furtick or whoever your favorite preacher is preach a great sermon, you were meant to be together, to be connected. When you're planted, you're connected to the vine, yeah, and to other branches. My roses right now are covered with some snow, although it's started to melt, praise God. But what I've noticed about the branches, they all kind of touch each other. They're all kind of together, all right? So your roots, your branches, who you are goes down deep and it begins to touch and intertwine and intertangle with others. You guys remember that old song? Hands, touching hands, reaching out, reaching me, touching you. That's, I'm not going to do it. All right. Sweet Caroline. Mm -hmm. That's the picture, you guys. Touching me, touching you. All of us together. Some of you guys are like, that sounds creepy. I, I don't mean it that way. Although for some of you singles are like, yeah, this is my moment. <laughs> so slide in next to somebody and say, hey, let's, uh, let's do this thing. Let's get connected. <laughs> when you're potted, you're isolated. When you're planted, you're connected. Here's another one. Okay, when you're potted, you're overly guarded. Here's my translation. You don't trust anybody. You still have trust issues. But when you're planted, you're rightfully exposed, okay? Meaning you become vulnerable. You become honest and real. How many of you guys know authenticity is what we need right now? We don't need more of the fake. We don't need more of the show. This isn't about Pastor Jason as a monkey performing for you. This is about us collectively as the body of Christ becoming real, right? Becoming rightfully exposed. And this is where you get to trust other people. You let people into your life. And I know that could be scary for some of you who've been hurt. Listen, you're going to go through this world, you're going to be hurt. Jesus was hurt. People walked out on Jesus. People betrayed Jesus. People denied Jesus. People hurled insults at Jesus. People threw stones at Jesus. People murdered Jesus, but he didn't stop letting people in. He didn't stop allowing his life to touch others because we need each other, amen? We need to be connected and we need to allow our lives to be open for other people to know us. So here's a question for you. Who knows you and who knows you? Who K-N-O-W's you? Who knows what's going on in your life, in your world? And who can tell you no, N-O? 
Ah, that ain't a good idea, Jason, you knucklehead. Don't do that. Who do you allow in your life to do that? Now I have people in my life that I have asked to do that because I need accountability. I need people that can know me and know me, and so do you. So when you're potted, you're overly guarded. When you're planted, you're rightfully exposed. And here's the last one. When you're potted, you get stifled. And I think this is the biggest thing. Your growth is constricted and limited to the confines of the pot. But when you're planted, you get to flourish. And that's what God wants for our lives. He wants us to flourish. He wants our growth not to be stunted or stifled, but to be breathed on and encouraged. And as a church, that's what we want to do. We want to be known as a people that encourage and empower and, and, and really breathe on other people's gifts and purpose so that they can grow. Amen? And that's what I want to see happen for us this year, which means that it's time for some of you to smash your pots. I told this to some of our team a few months ago, but it's time for some of you to smash your pot. And if Creative Church isn't the place for you, listen, I can, I can tell you a lot of great places where you can do this, where you can get planted, smash your pot. Because I know all the pastors in this community. We're all friends. We all talk. We all know what's going on. All right? So if it's not Courageous Church, listen, smash your pot somewhere. Get planted. Let God invest your life down deep into the roots of the soil of his body so that you can grow. I want to point out something important to you. When you plant your life in God's house, in the church, you're not just connected to us, but you're also connected to something that's bigger than us. As Courageous Church, we're a part of a network of churches, a family of churches that are touching the world. And so today, I've, I want to give you guys just a little, a little snapshot, a little glimpse into this world. And in the past, I've talked about our relationship with the Radiant Network uh, with Pastor Lee Cummings, who is an overseer. He's one of the apostolic voices in my life. He's somebody that I've submitted my life to, somebody that I want to emulate and be like. And he's a pastor and a leader and a shepherd of shepherds. And he's invited us as a church to continue to invest and to continue to dig down deep with them because together we can do more than we can apart. And so I want you to watch this video now and get a little sense of what I'm talking about today. Let's go ahead and cue that video. Hello, my name is Lee Cummings and I'm the founder and the overseer of Radiant Network, a family of churches. And I wanna introduce ourselves to you today because I really believe with all of my heart that doing ministry alone is the worst way that we can do ministry. We all need to be a part of a family. We need people that we're running with, especially in the age in which we're living in. And that's what the Radiant Network is all about. Years ago, when we started the Radiant Network, it was because we have given birth to churches and planted different ministries and leaders in different cities who carried our same DNA. And we wanted to be there to not control, but yet to encourage, strengthen, and provide resources and relationships for them so that they could thrive in the context in which God has planted them. And since that time, we've had multiple churches, dozens of churches all over the United States that have said, hey, we wanna be a part of something, a family, a tribe, that we can connect to that's gonna encourage and strengthen us as we do what God has called us to do in our unique and particular context. And that might be what you're experiencing today. Your church is probably a thriving, spirit-empowered church. How can Radiant Network be a part and why is it important for us to be a part of a family of churches? It's because we were not created to do life or ministry alone. 
That's why we created the Radiant Network of Churches. And what's unique about this family of churches is our five values. Number one is this idea of presence, that we are churches that are built around the presence of God. We also believe in having robust theology, strong, biblical, historic theology and doctrine that has stood the test of time and becomes like a rock foundation for us that keeps us and keeps our moorings from being shifted off kilter. We believe in relationship, that the, the governing values of the kingdom of God is relationship, that it's not hierarchical or even denominational structures per se, but the kingdom of God is built on relationships, brothers and sisters, spiritual fathers and mothers, and running together as a family, loving and honoring one another, both within local churches and then as a family of churches beyond that. Another one of our values is about culture, engaging culture. We believe it's really important for us to be effective in the places where God has placed us to bring the gospel and to announce the kingdom, that we have to understand culture and how to engage it and speak the gospel message in a way that is understandable in the context. And then lastly, building praying churches. This is one of our mandates as a network is we're not just building churches that pray, but actually praying churches that we go back to that place of prayer, building the altar, corporate intercession. We believe that if there's gonna be revival and an awakening in this generation, it's going to be because the people of God and churches rise up who understand what prayer is and how important it is. So these values are what sets us apart as unique as a family of churches. So you may be asking, what does the Radiant Network do to help strengthen our church? Well, that's a great question. Number one, we provide covering and leadership so that churches aren't and leaders just aren't out there on their own but we're able to come up alongside pastors elders local churches and provide what the bible refers to as kind of apostolic covering and leadership over local churches and beyond that to help provide relationships your pastor needs other pastors and friends that can strengthen them and that's true not only of your senior pastor but even the people that help lead worship and youth and kids in essence radiant network is a family of churches that is going to help you your local church and your pastor flourish in this day and the calling that god has upon you and your fellowship amen so we've been a part of the Radiant Network for the last really Hello, four years. Hello, my name is Lee Cummings, and I'm the All right, founder. he's back. <laughs> we've been a part of this network for the last four years. Actually, I began to meet with Pastor Lee while my wife and I were still living in Texas. Before we even planted the church in 2017, we began to pray into and to really sow seeds into what we believe God has called us to carry as a local church in Salt Lake City. And they've been behind us. He's been a, a big part of uh, the picture for our church behind the scenes from day one. But we're going to continue to lean into that. And for those of you that want to find out how you can become more involved in that component or piece of ministry with us as a church this year, there's an Arise Shine conference coming up in May. We want to open that up for some of you to come with us. We've taken our team in the past to, to go and to attend that. But this year, I really believe the call for many of us is to go and become engaged because there's a global calling on the church beyond just the context and the, the setting and the city that she's in. And as a church, we are a church of the nations, for the nations, by the nations, meaning God is sending us people from all over the world. I've talked about this in the past. There are many nations represented in this room, many nations represented in our church, but there's also gonna be opportunities for you to go on mission with us to those nations. How many of you guys know Sophia? She's one of our missionaries to Peru. Please pray for them right now, okay? They've been on lockdown because of the rioters and because of the 
the protests. They haven't even been to leave their house. So this is serious business. You and I get to partner with praying for what God is doing, not just here, but all over the world. And we get to partner with groups and networks like Radiant where we can touch others and be a part of their story as well. So uh, go to radiant.network if you want to find out more information about that as well. So we grow in so that we can grow up and be mature so that then, number three today, we can grow out. We can grow out. God wants your life to grow out for him. So it's in, up, and out. The truth is God wants your life to be fruitful, not just for your sake, but for the sake of the world. For the sake of the world. Some of you are like, that's, that's, kind, of, that's kind of a big deal. It is, all right? Because God loves people. You guys believe that? Because God loves Salt Lake City. Let's put it up there. Because God wants to see people saved here. Amen? He wants to see people come into the full knowledge of the Son of God. A saving, life-giving relationship with Jesus. I emphasize the life-giving part. Because Jesus didn't come so that we could set up a dead religion of works. He came so that we could be alive in him. Full of life and freedom. Walking in purpose and, and fruitful in every way. And that's the goal. So how do we grow out? Practically speaking, there's two primary ways as a church that we're going to do this this year. The first way, and we've been doing this, is by serving our city, okay? By serving our city. Here's what Jeremiah 29 verse 7 says. I love this passage of scripture. It says, seek the welfare of the city where I have sent you. How many of you are not from Utah? Most of you in this room are transplants. So here's the call. Seek the welfare of the city or the place where I've sent you and pray to the Lord on its behalf. For in its welfare, you will find your welfare. Some translations say, for when it prospers, you'll prosper. How many have found that to be true? All right, some of you are like, oh no, people are moving here in droves. Oh, the Californians are coming. Listen, be thankful for those Californians because when the city and the state prospers because of growth, and economic growth, and job creation and growth, you get to prosper. Amen? And I get to prosper. In the welfare of our city, we will find our welfare. See, it's connected when we're not living alone, but when we're a part of something bigger than ourselves. So seek forth the welfare. We call this city serve. This is where we seek the welfare of our city for the sake of Jesus. We seek the welfare of our city for the sake of Jesus. We've been doing this as a church through many ways over the past few years. We gave out food boxes during COVID and fed people that needed food. Some of us just went down to Glendale a couple months ago and fed over, what was it, a couple thousand people? All right, we're looking for opportunities to do more of that this year, to partner with both the Salt Lake City Mission and the Rescue Mission to help the homeless. Those of you that have a passion for that, we want to help you engage in that. And then, of course, just practical ways to serve our schools. Because how many of you guys know children matter to God? And because children matter to God, they should absolutely matter to us, whether you have kids or not. So this year, we're going to look for ways to partner with our schools, to adopt schools, to step into schools, to be a light in schools, so that we can see the welfare of our city for the sake of Christ. Amen? So we call this City Serve. We're going to share more of how we're going to do that in the months to come. The second way we do this is by sharing our faith. By sharing our faith, some of you, uh, for some of you, evangelism is a really scary word. You're like, evangelism, that's scary. Listen, it doesn't have to be scary. It doesn't have to be a dirty word. I don't think it should be because evangelism, the root of that word evangelism means good news. It's essentially this, sharing 
the good news of Jesus with people that need to hear it. And right now, I believe that we're living in a world that needs to hear some good news. Amen? You guys believe that? When I turn on the news, it's nothing but bad news. For the most part. When's the last time you turned on the news anyways? What am I talking about? When I open up my app (laughs) and I scroll through my timeline, it's just a lot of bad news. Jesus came to give us good news. But the Bible says, Paul says it this way, how will they hear unless a preacher heralds it? Unless you and I share good news with others. And that's what sharing our faith is all about. It's about learning how to share God's good news with others that need to hear it. This year, we're going to be kicking off later in the the spring, Alpha Groups. And for those of you who have been part of the ministry of Alpha in the past, you know that it is an effective way for us to simply enter into conversations with people who need to hear good news. And here's what I love about it. It allows us to become better equipped to share our faith in a way that everyone can relate to. Meaning you don't have to be the Bible answer man in order to share good news with people. Some of us, you know why we don't share good news with people? It's because we're afraid that they're going to ask us a question that we don't have the answer to. Can I be honest with you? I don't have all the answers. You don't have all the answers. But we know the one who does. His name is Jesus. And he gives us his spirit so that we can be strong and courageous. Come on, the righteous are as bold as lions so that we can step into boldness for the sake of people hearing good news. What I love about Alpha is Alpha is a practical way for us to do this. So later in the spring, we're going to be kicking off Alpha Groups. I want you to take a look at this video. It'll tell you a little bit more about what Alpha is about. Having conversations about life, faith, and Jesus is hard. And this is interesting because at some point, everyone wrestles with life's big questions. Questions about hope, purpose, meaning, and love. Imagine creating a space where people in our community, our friends, neighbors, and coworkers, can come and have conversations in a way that is authentic and unforced. Where leaders don't need to have all the answers and anyone can ask tough questions and share honestly about what they believe. That's what Alpha is all about. Alpha started in a church in London years ago with a simple idea to engage friends who might not typically go to church. Lives were transformed and it began to grow all over the world. Today, you can find Alpha in schools, coffee shops, church buildings, prisons, and homes. And so far, millions of people have experienced Alpha. So what is Alpha? Alpha is a series of interactive sessions exploring the basics of the Christian faith. In each session, you eat food, listen to a talk, and have discussions in small groups. Eating food together creates space for people to connect, relax, and build friendships. The talks tackle core questions about life and faith from a Christian perspective. And the discussion allows people to unpack these ideas without fear of being corrected or judged. All of this is done in a fun environment where anyone is welcome. There are three main sets of talks you could use. The Alpha Film Series, Alpha with Nikki Gumbel, and the Alpha Youth Series. Each is designed with a different audience in mind and is typically run over eight to 12 weeks with a weekend away where there are opportunities to experience worship through music and moments for prayer. Alpha also comes with everything you need to empower others to be involved, like discussion guides and training videos for you and your team. 
and all the talks and tools are available online and can be downloaded for free. By running Alpha, you're creating a space where people can connect with each other and connect with God. Sign up, get started, run Alpha today. All right. So for those of you that have been with us for a while, you know that we started Alpha right before COVID hit <laughs> in February of 2020. What a, what a month, right? While everything was normal. And then March hit and everything got disrupted. So we weren't able to continue with Alpha. But I, I have led Alpha through the years at other churches I've been a part of. I actually just a couple months ago co-led an Alpha with a pastor of a Lutheran church down in Sandy. And we saw God do some amazing things in the lives of people who weren't believers. And I really believe that a part of the, the core mission of our church is to help people become courageous followers of Jesus. And I think sometimes where we kind of maybe get a little intimidated or worried is when we feel like the burden is on us to save people. Listen, you and I don't save anybody. Jesus is the only saving one. But he'll use your willingness to share good news, to open up, even to share your own story and allow God to redeem it in a way that makes a difference in the life of somebody else. And so we're going to share a little bit more in the weeks to come about how we're going to do this as we kind of step into our Habits of the Holy series. But I'm really excited about Alpha because it presents us a lot of amazing opportunities for us off-site, not just on the weekends, but beyond the weekends throughout the week to reach people and invite people into that conversation. So it's going to be very awesome. Uh, I want to encourage you to get involved with that. So to kind of wrap it all up today, church. What's our vision for 2023? Are you ready for it? Our vision is Jesus. <laughs> Some of you are like, ah, oh, he got me. Our vision is Jesus, but here's what it is. Growing in, up, and out with Jesus. Growing in, up, and out with Jesus. Church, it's time to grow down deep into Jesus. It's time to grow up and become mature like Jesus. And it's time to grow out to reach our city for Jesus. Amen. So in closing, I want to leave you with a few Final questions. Here they are. How's your relationship with Jesus today? Maybe you're here and you're not following Jesus. We want to invite you into a relationship where you follow Jesus as we follow him together. Where does God want you to dig deep with him this year? Where does he want you to dig deep? Okay. Where is he calling you to smash your pot and become planted in his house? That's a good one. Where does he want you to serve? How does he want you to give? Who does he want you to share your faith with this year? And where can you become a vision carrier? And to do this, what steps do you need to take? What new habits need to be formed in you? As I mentioned, our new series is going to tackle this next week. And I promise you this, it will greatly help you in your pursuit of digging deeper with Jesus this year. So in the meantime, here's your assignment. Are you guys ready? Over the next few weeks, as we step into 21 days of prayer and fasting, I want you to pray into this for your life and for your family and for your relationships and for what you feel like God is calling you to, okay? I want you to pray in this and I want you to ask yourself these questions and to listen for how the Holy Spirit wants you to respond. Then I want you to start small. Don't overcommit, but say yes to a few things. For some of you like warriors, you're like, yes to everything. Listen, don't do that. Say yes to a few things. Start small, but let your yes be yes and your no be no. Follow through, amen? Thank you for listening today. If you were blessed and you want to be a part of what God is doing through Courageous Church, including ways that you can give, visit us online at courageouschurch.com.